0: Welcome to episode 51 of the Knit British podcast. I'm your host, Louise Scully, and I am your tour guide of sorts on this journey through all the connections of Britishness in wool and knitting. Knit British and love your local wool. On today's episode, I have some big Edinburgh Yard Festival and Podcast Lounge news, as well as news of the big January D stash happening in Edinburgh next week. And I also have news of the Nature's Shades Along, the Cal that I'm hosting along with Brit Yarn. So for the first time in 2016, grab a drink, grab your whip, and let's get going. Today's episode is sponsored by the Edinburgh Yarn Festival. Scotland's premier knitting event is coming in March with world class tutors, a packed marketplace with hand picked vendors, meetups, demos, and the podcast lounge. Edinburgh Yarn Festival is a must on any yarn lover's calendar. Extra classes have now been added and the workshops run from Thursday the 17th to Sunday the 20th of March and the marketplace opens its doors on Friday the 18th and Saturday the 19th of March. Don't forget there are still some classes up for grabs from Felix Ford, Stephen West, Amy Detchen, Carrie Westerman. There's a talk in a film with Susan Crawford and classes on drop spindling, fair isle and sock techniques. Tickets are now on sale for day and weekend admission to the Marketplace and you can find out all the details by visiting edinyarnfest.com or clicking on the logo in the show notes. Hello, Happy New Year and welcome in to 2016 at British and to episode 51 and also this episode marks the second podiversary of the Knit British podcast and I can hardly believe that now I'm setting forth into a third year of the podcast it's quite quite an exciting prospect how are you all doing I really hope you all had a happy festive season if you're anything like me, you might have been itching to get the decorations down from like before New Year's Eve. I always feel it takes me ages to get into feeling festive and then it's a very sort of narrow window. My <laughs> my window of festive is very narrow and as soon as they go up I think about taking them down again. Uh, anyhow, I hope that you're all excited about this brand spanking shiny new year Last episode, I said I was going to be doing a review of 2015 uh, on the first episode of the new year. But really, that was going to make an exceedingly long episode and even I get tired of the sound of my own voice. And so I thought it would be better on the blog. And so uh, if you go over to the Knit British blog, there is a post there called 2015 uh, which is sort of my feelings about the year, and 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 my sort of a look, a little look back. Uh, you might remember that last year I, instead of resolutions, I chose a word for the year, and I talk a little bit about that in that post and how it was a pretty awesome word for me, and I could employ it at both good and bad times uh, that happened in in twenty fifteen. This year's word well i've been think i've been thinking about it a lot and i almost stuck with focus which was my word for 2015 because it's been so good to me but the word that i kind of struck on has been very influenced by one of my christmas presents if you follow me on instagram you may have seen that my santa very much as a surprise bought me a woolmaker's bliss spinning wheel and after Shetland Wool Week and my spinning class, you might remember me talking about that, and I did say that I wanted to practice more, but I could definitely see a spinning wheel coming into my life. I wasn't quite sure that it was going to come into my life quite so soon, but since Shetland Wool Week, I have been doing quite a bit of research, and I really knew that I wanted a bliss. Um, I wanted something that was modern-looking, Uh, not traditional, like an Ashford. Uh, I really, really liked that the wheel was white (laughs) and not, you know, a natural wood colour. And I just really, I'd read the reviews and it's, I just, I kind of knew that it was the one for me. What I didn't know was that the lovely fella had been watching what I was researching and I am just quite a lucky thing and I'm just in love well, with with the wheel and the lovely fella but but the wheel is definitely um, a new passion so in fact my Boxing Day cast on took rather a back seat during this festive week it was um, because spinning just became high on the agenda so my poor Jagger Shawl uh, by Katja Frankl, it did get cast on at least but it's been really all about acquainting myself with the spin wheel and reacquainting myself with with spinning because I've been drop spindling for quite some time now and I have quite, or should I say I had quite a library of fibre um, which I was never going to get through in a month of Sundays of drop spindling and I had sort of curbed it and I said I'm buying no more fibre until I spin it and uh, as soon as I got a wheel and the speed of the wheel I've managed to get through quite a lot of that Back catalog of of fiber, the wheel has sort of become the epitome of what I always say about about craft that there's always something to learn there's always something more to improve on there's always something to work towards in in your knitting and in your craft and I was thinking about this in terms of of my word for twenty sixteen and as I was using the spinning wheel, it became an apt notion to sort of embrace that word in that in those sort of feelings and I kind of thought more about what that meant improving and learning and working towards things and forward motion, energy force power drive pushing all these words started started coming to me and i I couldn't really think on one and then one day I was sort of thinking about the motion of treadling the wheel and momentum just sort of sprang out of that and and I thought yeah momentum is a really good word to choose for 2016 it is a natural progression from focus for me and you know you think about momentum it's The impetus gained from a constantly moving object. Or it's a driving force. Momentum. I like it as an inspiration for the coming months. It also speaks lots about Knit British and what I want to do with the podcast and the website. You know, we have been working behind the scenes here on a few things. uh, One of which is a logo uh, and concept that I've been trying to work on for, for quite some time. And... And um, me and the lovely fella um, have been working on something for a couple of months now. Uh, just kind of finally honing things and and making, making it a logo that I can really identify with. And I hope that, that you guys will too. And looking for the right fonts. And, and um, when I do reveal the logo, I will tell you a funny story um, that wasn't funny at the time about... <laughs> the creation of this logo, but um, I think momentum is a good word for all things connected to Knit British and also, you know, driving the podcast in in new and interesting ways and driving myself in new and interesting ways and thinking a little bit more about what I have sort of call my personal professional approach and being a little bit tougher with myself there and working towards something that actually works for me so yeah so momentum is my word for 2016 what is yours and talking about forward motion i have got some very exciting podcast lounge news for you (laughs) So I have been teasing you for ages with little tidbits about Edinburgh Iron Festival and particularly the Podcast Lounge. Uh, last year, for those of you who don't know, I was honoured to be asked to host the Podcast Lounge at Edinburgh Iron Festival and help to provide a comfy, sociable sort of staging area for podcasts and podcast listeners to meet, to find out about each other, to um find out about great new podcasts. It was a perfect opportunity for podcasters to say hello to their listeners and vice versa, meeting the face behind the show and getting a little taster of our shows by the wee program of events and sessions. And it was so popular. You know, we even had folk pulling in chairs and sitting on the floor because it was it was so busy and it was really packed and it was a very happy and chatty. Place And I know that I've spoken before on the podcast about how incredible that was for me as a, as a podcaster to feel part um, of the larger community of uh, podcast and podcast listeners. It was incredible. This year we're going to have more of this theme. And I can definitely promise you that. And I can exclusively reveal some exciting news the podcast lounge this year is going to be sponsored by blacker yarns i am so incredibly excited to bring you this news you know how important i feel blacker yarns are to creating yarns which truly celebrate british wool rare and native breeds and you know they work so hard to make lovely hand knitting British Breed Yarns. They're a company that I am so pleased to tell you about on a regular basis on this podcast and I am so chuffed that they are sponsored in the Podcast Lounge. I'm just cock-a-hoop, I really am. Blacker are an awesome company and we are going to be bringing you a lovely injection of British wool into the proceedings, I can tell you that. In addition to all the Podcast Lounge fun we're going to have... When you buy your festival tickets, which are available online now at edinyarnfest.com, you can buy a day ticket for £10 or a weekend admission ticket for £15. With every online ticket transaction, you will get a £5 Blacker Yarns discount code to spend online. That's pretty good, isn't it? I'm really excited about this and you should be too. This is Blacker's... First ever Scottish show. So it's even more exciting. And also very, very exciting. Blacker Yarns are going to be launching a new yarn in March. It will get its debut at the Edinburgh Yarn Festival. I'm not sure how much I can tell you. Though I did get a good bit of copy from Blacker about about this yarn. Let me just give you some tantalising tidbits. It's called Tamar. It's a luster blend yarn and luster blend, that's going to be some pretty long wools in there. There is Wensleydale, Teeswater, Cotswold and possibly one of my favourite wools, Black Leicester Longwool. Which, those four Longwool luster breeds, that is quite exciting. But there's also, to add to that silky lustrousness, there is also some baby soft Cornish mule in there. To make the yarn Bouncy and wooly as well as silky and lustrous. That's pretty special and what I said earlier about how Blacker really worked to create incredible hand-knitting yarns from our rare breeds, this yarn speaks volumes of that because the the long wool breeds that are mentioned in there are either at risk or vulnerable on the rare breed survival trust a watch list. So, that's as much as I'm going to say some tantalising Tamar titbits, but this is going to be a very very special yarn and if you're coming to the Edinburgh Yarn Festival on the 18th and 19th of March you might get the chance to get your hands on it. I can't wait to t- be able to tell you more about that yarn closer to the time. But yes, incredibly exciting news all round on the Blacker and Edinburgh Yarn Festival front, I think I'm sure you would agree. I'm very proud to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that the Blacker Yarns Podcast Lounge, in association with Knit British, which is a deeply wondrous mouthful, can I just tell you? It will be taking place at the Edinburgh Yarn Festival on the 18th and 19th of March in the Baron Room, same place as last year, and you can guarantee I will have more info ...for you on this very soon. Uh, Podcasters, if you're listening, I'm sending you out info very soon too. But if you're coming to Edinburgh for the Yarn Festival in March... ...and you want to get involved... ...drop me a line at louise at knitbritish.net If you are in and around Edinburgh next Saturday... Why not join in with Edinburgh Yarn Festival's big January de stash You know that feeling, you know, for some of us there is the festive funk uh, during the festive week. But moreover, there's plenty of post-festive blues too. It's January, it's a bit depressing, it's a bit grey, we're all a little bit broke. It's just not the most fun month. So why not spend next Saturday at the Columptial Centre at New Battle Terrace, uh, near Morningside Road, in the company of like-minded yarn lovers. There are going to be around 25 tables, so you get down to your stash, get stash diving, and decide, if you can decide to part with some of your stash, clear the decks before Edinburgh Yarn Festival, you can swap, sell, or give away Any of your yarn, your fibre, I would be interested in that. (laughs) Books, magazines, notions, needles, spinning, weaving, felting gear. Anything that you want to swap or sell or donate, even hand-knit garments and accessories. Then this is the perfect opportunity to get those decks cleared you need to go to edinyarnfest.com and register, just so that Jo and Mika get a good idea of the space that you're going to need. There's no cost to you whatsoever as a seller or a swapper, but you must register because they need to know um, how much you're going to be bringing with you, how much space you're going to need. And although there's no cost to you, and if you are selling goods, a small donation to the Teapot Trust would be most gratefully received. If you're planning to go buy or restash, if you will, uh, just go as a visitor or to just drink tea and coffee, then it is only two of your shiny pounds to get in. And you know, all of you guys who are saving your two pound coins just, you know, for the Edinburgh Iron Festival, this would be a very good opportunity to just go and extract one of those two pound coins uh, and, and use it for this. It would be great if you could tell Edinburgh Yarn Festival that you're coming. I will just so that they know number wise who's coming. I'll put the links on the in the show notes for this, but you'll find it at edinyarnfest.com That two pounds to get in goes straight to the Teapot Trust, and that's a charity dedicated to providing art therapy for children suffering from and coping with long-term medical conditions. You pay at the door, please have the correct change. As I say, those shiny £2 coins from your Edinburgh Yarn Festival yarn budget would be good uh, because it is just a bucket door collection. So there's no faffing with notes and definitely no cards. And it's a good point here to remember that the people who are selling yarn won't have um, card facilities. So this really is um, a good opportunity to make sure that you, you visit the cash point before you come to the, the D stash I've been asked to have a little mini podcast lounge. All nice to get us into the spirit. de and for Embry Festival and a little mini podcast lounge. So if you're coming to de-stash, re-stash or just hang out then come and find me. Come and knit and chat with me. Um, I'll also have my mic with me so you can come and tell me your words for 2016 or about your excitement for Edinburgh Yarn Festival or you might have a meaningful knit that you want to bring along and tell me the story in its stitches and I'll have a meaningful knit story from Shetland next episode by the way. I'm really looking forward to the big D-stash. Uh It's a lovely precursor to Edinburgh Yarn Festival and it's it's nice to add some wee sociable goodness to the greyness of January, isn't it? So it's on Saturday, the 16th of January, that's next Saturday, at the Columbial Centre at two New Battle Terrace in Edinburgh. And it's on from 10am to 4pm. If you're coming to... Uh, swap or sell there are two slots that you could pick if you don't want to spend the whole day there Um, all the information is at edinyarnfest.com and I will put the links in the show notes so you know where to register and talking about all things Edinburgh Yarn Festival as we have been doing um, as I mentioned before the tickets are now on sale for Edinburgh Yarn Festival for the Marketplace on Friday the 18th and Saturday the 19th of March I have got some tickets to give away Uh, so listen in next episode for your chance to win those and thank you very much to Joe and Mika for donating those tickets for a lovely giveaway Thank you so, so much for your feedback and your enthusiasm about the Nature's Shades Along Cal, which Isla at Brit Yarn and I are launching on the 14th of January. Uh, Since I mentioned it on the last episode, there has been a flurry of excitement and chat in the thread in the Knit British Ravelry group. Lots of you very excited about the prospect of casting on with naturals and thinking about the incredible designs of monochrome colour work, stripes, gradients, ombers, the natural shades of awesome. Uh, <laughs> it's really, really been fantastic. I I love how people are, are really excited about natural shades. To join in, you just need to say hi in, in that group thread and tell us what you're going to knit and which yarn you're going to use and cast on on the 14th of January with us. The runs until the 19th of March, which is a Saturday, which is the last day of the marketplace at Edinburgh Yarn Festival. And that's very particularly chosen because we're going to have an Edinburgh Yarn Festival meetup for those of you who are going to Edinburgh Yarn Festival and taking part to show off our finished items. The rules are that you must use at least three natural undyed shades of any wool. It can be sheepy, alpaca, mohair, anything. You're not just tied to wool. I can't stress that enough. Any any fibre, animal fibre whatsoever you can use. The other rules are that it must be British grown or local if you're not in the UK. Um but if you're not in the UK and you can't get local, British is fine. Uh, You can cast on any pattern, any pattern, as long as you can wear it. Uh, So hats to cardigans to onesies, whatever you can manage, (laughs) as long as you can wear it. The finished object thread will be in the Brit yarn group and we're going to have two goodie bag prizes up for uh, offer to be randomly drawn from those who finish on time on the 19th of March. Uh, I have had about 10 designs in my mind for this cowl. I even had the yarn set out for a, for a monochrome Drachenfels with black alpaca, white mohair and grey Gotland. And I'm still thinking that I would like that. I think what I'm going to do is two things. And I'm recording it here sort of as... <laughs> um, uh, 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 so that I sort of try and just stick to that. Um, I want to do a chamomile hat by Claire Devine in various DK weights of British natural wool because I can definitely do that from stash. Anyone who, loves, who normally listens to this podcast will know that I really, really loved the tea hats collection and loved the chamomile hat. And I think it would look cracking in natural shades. So I'm going to definitely do a chamomile hat. And then I made a magic ball of natural coloured yarns, which I did on the blog. I did a post about it and I'll put the link in the show notes so you can find out how to do that yourself. I think that would be awesome as a, a wingspan or a hitchhiker or um, some a, a shawl like that that would be quite easy uh, TV knitting, quite straightforward, but would look really fantastic with all those shades of natural um, yarn so that's kind of what I'm sticking to because right now I just feel the need for some good tv knitting and with my scally cardigan still on the pins I just can't think about casting on anything else big and that's not for the want because I do have sweater quantities of yarn and there are just some incredible cardigans and sweaters out there that I really want to make but I think I need to be a little bit um, modest. I did really... I was generously gifted the Anora cardigan by Elizabeth Smith. It's a lovely worsted weight cardigan which beautifully shows off um, four shades. And naturals would be perfect for it. But I just feel that I need to start 2016 off modestly... Um, I'm very grateful for that pattern gift by the way and the others that I was so generously given this Christmas I probably have my just from those few patterns I probably have my knitting set out for the rest of the year but for this cowl starting small for me is the thing and I think if I start small if I finish the hat and I finish the hitchhiker or wingspan or similar shawl before the end then I might think of, of something else that I can knit though I claim to be starting small and modestly and and modestly I still feel a little ambitious Uh, and I thought I might also have time to do a natural spinning project just to play with colours to create try and create an interesting effect this is not part of the cal although of course you may indeed hand spin your own yarn to make something for the cal and you can use hand spun I just mean that I want to in addition to knitting things for this cal, I'd like to set myself a little personal um, challenge of also spinning a nice natural gradient yarn um, whilst uh, whilst uh, I, whilst the cal is running. Um, but yeah, I just kind of want to have a little bit of extra fibery fun just cause. And so I actually... Um, went on the fondant fiber website, which was a big, big mistake. <laughs> well, not for Deb because I had made a purchase, but um, I just always get so inspired looking at her fluff and fiber. And as a hand spinner, as a drop spindler, you know, this last few while I've had a curb on buying any fiber because, as I said, I just wasn't getting through it. And now, because I have a spinner wheel, I, I might. I'll be able to get through it a bit more so I look forward to spending more money on <laughs> font and fibre but I bought one of our natural selection packs which has, I think it's six or seven different natural shades of different British breeds and so as well as knitting my items for the Cal I'm going to try something uh, make an interesting yarn from from those all those breeds so I'll let you know how it goes Anyway, I totally digress. (laughs) Are you taking part in the nature shades long? Um, If so, what are you going to knit? On which yarns and fibres are you going to go for? I was really excited to see that uh, Blythe Spirit was thinking of doing a calf facet pattern, which would just be incredible uh, in natural shades. And other people um, looking at how they can use different hues of the same colour, like different greys together or different blacks and browns together. So lots of you thinking outside the box, others just thinking it'll be fun to work natural colours in stripes. And, you know, whatever you choose to do, as long as you're using natural undyed shades, it's, it's fantastic. And it's such a celebration of Mother Nature and our... Um, the natural fibre rainbow. Um, I should say, um, you know, if you've been taking part in the swatch along, you probably have lots of odds and ends that would work fantastically well in this cow. And don't forget, you can crochet and weave too. Uh, There's no curb on your creativity in terms of which pattern you choose and how you choose to make it. Um, I will just repeat that the wool needs to be the wool or fiber needs to be natural and undyed you can definitely use a yarn that is a blend of various natural colored fibers like if you're using a yarn that's a blend of natural alpaca and blue face leicester that's totally fine because those are you know as long as those are both two undyed shades that's great um But dyed blacks, dyed greys, dyed whites are not allowed. Please be aware of this if you're stash diving or if you're looking uh, for shades that, you know, although there is natural coloured grey yarns, there are lots of dyed grey yarns too. So you need to be a little bit careful. For example, um, Hannah brought up the very good example of Jameson and Smith, who, close to my heart... um, that all their shades of jumper weight are incredible and there are blacks and greys and whites in there but actually the only undyed shades natural colors at jameson smith is the shetland supreme range which has nine natural shades the other shades in the jumper weights while they may look natural are actually dyed so you know do be a little um, discerning uh, If you have any questions, don't be afraid to ask. And of course, Isla will be able to answer any questions about the yarns that she sells at Brit Yarn. Um, I'm really looking forward to this and I'm really looking forward to our meetup at Edinburgh Yarn Festival. And we'll have more info on that soon. So if you're coming to Edinburgh Yarn Festival and you fancy trying out some natural coloured yarns as I say whether you want to knit mitts or a a hat or a cowl or do you want to go the whole hog and do shawls or garments cast on in natural colours and meet us at Edinburgh Yarn Festival Um, we'll have a little virtual knit night next month um, but otherwise uh, please use the hashtag nature shades and cast on with us on January the 14th and uh, really looking forward to seeing what everyone is casting on with. Don't forget the chat thread for this cal is in the Knit British Ravelry group. There's no sign up thread, just a chat thread uh, at Knit British, and a finished object thread will be available in the Brit Yarn group. Best of luck and have good fun! <laughs> When I did my little review post, I didn't talk much about um, yarn or my own favourite knits and designs of 2015. Although I did uh, put little pictures up of my, my uh, projects, some of my projects. But I thought it'd be quite nice to talk about my favourites on the podcast and just give a little bit of a... Uh, recognition to my top favourites. These are all people that I've talked about on the podcast in the last year. All yarns that I've knit, projects that I've knit, and books that I have. And I just thought it'd be really nice to sort of go over some of those. And it was really quite difficult looking back at the projects that I've done, and and not even the you know the ones that aren't even on Ravelry that I you know I still need to put up. Um, I've knit with a lot of yarns this year, I, I, and I've you know. it it was quite hard to choose what my favourite yarn would be. I finally settled that my top yarn of 2015 was Britsock by The Knitting Goddess, because this is the yarn that totally gave me the impetus to knit socks. Not only did it give me the impetus to knit socks, but really it's such an incredible blend of British Wool's, of British grown Polworth, of Wensleydale and Alpaca with a dash of nylon which I believe is sourced in the UK too and the resultant sock have such a dash of luster and luxury about them that they're my proudest sort of finished object of 2015 and a soft yarn, it's a springy yarn uh, and it's definitely a bit of luxury for your feet so Brit Sock by the Knitting Goddess, definitely. Top of the Knit British Bops. (laughs) As I say, I did knit with a lot of yarns last year, but that really did impress me. And ultimately, in terms of what I achieved with that yarn, means a lot to me. In terms of my favourite project of 2015, well, in the last 12 months, I've knit four pairs of socks, four cowls, seven hats, five shawls and three cardigans. Which doesn't actually seem a heck of a lot written down uh, (laughs) and said like that. But again, these are the ones that are on Ravelry and not sort of counting the whips um, that I have from 2015. Because I'd love to say that my favourite project of 2015 is the Scully cardigan. uh, Because I'm still very proud to have a design named after me. But it's still in progress. Uh, I haven't finished it, so I can't really uh, say that it was my favourite project of the year. And so... Really, my favourite project of 2015 has to be my hap along Full Hansel Square Hap by Gudrun Johnson. And the yarn I was using was Natural Dye Studio Yarn, which had been kindly gifted to me by the lovely Evie and Lily from... From Ravelry and special yarn, a really nice present and a really meaningful knit and meaning in terms of learning a new skill, a new type of construction. Here's why, because I'm happy, clap along if you feel like a room without a roof, because I'm happy, clap along if you feel like happiness is the truth. My favorite book of two thousand and fifteen well, there was a couple um, that i've I received this year. I could have chosen the tea collection as an e book, um, but I just love and adore Penguin a knit collection by animals, eleven designs all inspired by our feathered friends, playful, pretty just such a lot of fun and that's the book and layout as much and the photography as much as the, the as the designs it's a really charming book and just came out in December and if you've not had a look at it I urge you to go to animals.com and have a wee look uh, the other book that really stood out for me I again was a late entry uh, coming out in December is buckle at home in the highlands which is Kate Davis's new book, which is all it contains all the information about her new yarn, which is called Boucle. It has everything you'd expect from a Kate Davies book. The patterns and the photography are absolutely stunning and so beautifully laid out, and there are essays, and there are in this one there are recipes and it's just a very, very, very beautiful book to behold, printed on beautiful paper, um, feels gorgeous. So my two books of 2015 are Penguin, a knit collection by Anna Maltz and Buckle at Home in the Highlands by Kate Davies. And I'm allowed to have two favourites because it's my award. Um... <laughs> What have been your favourite yarns, designs, and projects, and books of 2015? Tell us in the comments, in the show notes, or um, start a chat on Ravelry. I might start a thread actually. Um, I'd like to, you know, I do think that what we are lacking in the UK is an awards which is 100% nominated by the knitting community and voted for by the knitting community and I know that there's the Let's Knit awards to be brutally honest I don't feel that these recognise independent uh, yarnies, dyers and designers and shops as uh, they deserve to be recognised and it would be lovely to have something that did do that for British wool and the knit for the independent British wool and knitting scene and I am going to look into how to do that um And how lovely it would be to give, you know, 100% publicly nominated, voted appreciation to these businesses. They might only get a Knit British certificate. It's not a golden gong. But I think it's really important. And I would like to to try and... um, To try and... offer that and, and it's all part of momentum isn't it? Um, that my word for for twenty sixteen and what I can do as knit British and what you can do as uh, lovers of yarn and listeners of the pod- podcast and readers of the blog what we could do together to to give that appreciation back and and show our indies and our small businesses and british wool producers our appreciation and our love for what they do and and people might say that awards don't mean much but um, i think that the right kind of recognition should, should be due and and i really like to be involved with that so watch this <laughs> feels like ages since I've done hellos to the new kids in the Ravelry group. So, wow. Just looking at (laughs) the Knit British Ravelry group, we have 1,404 members. That's awesome. Hello to each and every single one of you, 1,404 guys. Thank you so much for joining in the Knit British Ravelry group. Um, The new kids... Uh, at the moment are four kitties have I who is Melanie from Lansdale Pennsylvania there's MC Trem seven who is in Quebec there's clipped curves who is Emma Jane from the United Kingdom. We've also got Jay Crandall who's in Bar Harbor. We've got oh c s n d y r n who is Sandra from Ohio. Oh we've got her twice there that's odd. Sandra from Ohio, do you have two accounts on Ravelry, or is my do I need to refresh my page? No, you're still there with your two accounts. Okay, <laughs> and let's have a quick snoop in that low thread and see who said hello recently. Hello to Dodie Girl, who is Georgina from Edinburgh, who says, I'm not a podcast person, but I found this group via the British Wool Cowl Project. I do love the variety and interest in spinning and knitting British wool and hope to join in. Well, if you're not a podcast girl, then chances are you won't hear this, but very many Uh, thanks for saying hello in the hello thread and i'm so pleased that you found the group that from your love of british wool and please do join in please do join in hello to shamu who says i've been meaning to seek out this group for a while i'm karen and i've been listening to your podcast for around six months now i am about to embark on a year of self-indulgent crafting and inspired by our podcast i'm planning to explore british yarns in all their glory no longer will I think of British wool as that scratchy, slightly smelly stuff that my mum would work with upon the machine, or by hand in the 70s or 80s. I'm super excited to be coming to the Edinburgh Yarn Festival as a punter this year. I was a, ve- a vendor last year in the pop-up market, but didn't leave my stand and life has taken a tricky path in the last few months hence my self-indulgent knitting so i'm not exhibiting and treating myself to a long weekend in the town of my childhood can't wait that's awesome chamu karen i'm so pleased that you um are looking to get more self-indulgent and explore british wool in your crafting in 2016 and look forward to seeing you at the edinburgh festival We've also got Tickknit, who is Anakin from Norway. Just discovered your podcast and love to listen while knitting my woolly things. Thank you so much, Tickknit, and welcome in. Got Tui, hello, I'm Tui from Finland. I've been listening for a while and thought it would be time to come and say hi. I really like your podcast and blog. It's one of my favorites already. Thank you so much, and thank you for saying hello in the Knit British Ravelry group and joining in with the community there. Uh, Finally, Crafty Womble says, just listening to the festive dancing sheep on the podcast while doing a puzzle in the paper, and the answer was you, E-W-E. Seemed appropriate. Merry Christmas, everyone. Thank you so much, Crafty Womble. I hope you had a lovely Christmas. Thank you very much to everyone who's taken time to say hello. To send tweets and share the podcast via social media. Thank you for everyone who's recently reviewed the podcast on iTunes. I do read the reviews and I really do appreciate your rates and reviews there. I will be back on January the 22nd. By which time we will definitely be more than a week into our nature shades long. And I will have been at the Big D Stash. I will have a meaningful knit story for you. Until then, take good care. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Knit British podcast. To find out more, visit www.knitbritish.net. You can email me, louise, at knitbritish.net. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as at knit underscore British. And I'm on Ravelry as Lyra.